Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Basketball Strong Podcast. I'm Tim DeFrancesco, former LA Lakers strength and conditioning coach and doctor of physical therapy, and I'm here with my co-host, Emmy-nominated writer and author, Phil White. This podcast is not just for basketball junkies. It's for anyone who loves to hear the human stories behind great people while learning the science behind preparing your body for the court and high performance. Today's episode is a Final Four special as we're joined by head strength and conditioning coach of the Villanova Wildcats men's basketball team, John Shackleton. John has held that role since 2012, and that means he has two national championship rings already as he goes for a third, and the Wildcats face off against the Kansas Jayhawks in the first semifinal game of this year's Final Four. John takes us behind the scenes into how players prepare to be their best for a game of this magnitude and how he helps them in that process. He covers everything from the menu of the dinner the night before the big game to how he helps them get sunlight the day before the game to have them be recovered and ready, tricks to keep fresh legs and stay hydrated going into a big event like this, and so much more. You can follow John on Instagram at shack underscore fit. That's S-H-A-C-K underscore F-I-T. Let's get into the conversation. John, we're 24 hours-ish away from the first Final Four game and you guys' matchup. And take us into a little bit about what these next 24 hours will look like from a player standpoint. Yeah, so I mean, starting right now, we're back from media and practice from this morning. So right, we ate, we ate lunch. Now they're just they're resting up. They're in their they're in their rooms, just chilling out. Um, they, you know, they're they're probably in their boots right now. They're sequential compression boots, just chilling, watching TV, staying off their legs. We'll come down. We'll do dinner at six, and they'll go right into film. From film, we have snack, and then we go they go to bed, man. And I love go. it. And then That's, it's and then it's go time tomorrow. Exactly. Right. Talk about those meals. How much um, input, how much of fingerprints do you get to put on what's on those menus and what's available and that kind of thing? Yeah. So I'm in charge of all the meals and the menus. Yeah. So. Wow. We're like, so I, we're rolling into the details. Um, can give you, when we got back today, we had a Mexican day. Yep. So what this was a choice of like free range organic chicken. We had a uh, wild salmon. And you guys could just make tacos. You know, we had like guacamole out, um, you know, all the tortillas, all, everything that you needed to make a taco, but everything was just high quality. We looked to see where it's sourced from, you know. And then obviously right. the oils are very important. So we even get, get, get down to the oils. So I want everything cooked in either grass-fed butter, olive oil, avocado oil, right? So no canola oils and all the other harmful oils out there that could cause inflammation, right? So we want to, we want to, we want our guys to be prepared and, and heal from the inside out. And that's what we're always thinking about: trying to feed the body inside out so they can replenish, heal, and be ready to go. So good. I know from experience, it's not a always an enviable position to be in, though, when you have to create those menus for 15, 20 people, including the coaching staffs, and keep everybody happy. Has that been something that is a bit of a been a learning curve for you to kind of make sure the the training table hits what you need? I know it was for me, what you need and want to get to them, but also in a way that makes them happy and, and they see stuff they're they're looking forward to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like they love the taco day. They love the, the burger day. Right. Um, you know, uh, we, I tried not to put out a whole lot of sugar, but if anything, it's fruit. Now, look, man, I'm, I'm dealing with college athletes, so 
they're a little bit they're, they they buy in. They, this is all they know, so they come yeah. here and they learn about nutrition. They haven't been with other teams like you know at NBA and guys are kind of stuck in some of their ways. But here, like they're they're like will, willing to like be open about it and learn. As long as you, I educate them and tell them why we're doing it, for the most part, man, guys guys buy into it. Just a quick side story. It's like, like we got here yesterday at the at the arena. They want to also give you food in the in the locker room. So I'm like the first one in there, and I got to regulate. So what what do they have about incrustables? <laughs> you know, right away I had to educate. Like, look, guys, in here, one of the first ingredients is hydrogenated soybean oil. There's it's not even real peanut butter. We don't want to put this in our bodies right now. I was like, when we get back, we have all the good healthy peanut butter and, and, and almond butters and stuff like that. When we get back, but right now we want to get. You can have the bananas, oranges, and I, I bring like some healthier treats out of, in my bags that they, they can dip into. So yeah, I love I'm it. I love you know, it. I gotta be I gotta be the, the bad guy, but like they know I'm just doing it for you know for their own good. You know, totally. Is that a big part of the nutrition side, um, John? In terms of you know not taking away what they might view as comfort foods, but as you mentioned, just giving them a better PB and J, maybe. Yeah. No, that's 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 what I'm always telling. Them, look, man, we're gonna we're gonna get to some of these similar foods, but I just want to make sure it's it's like highest quality for you guys, right? So I'm like, and I, I teach them. Look, you're gonna go see our trainer. You're gonna do get all your modalities done. Like we're gonna do ice and hot, hot, hot and cold. We're gonna do all these external modalities to help with recovery. But really, the most important is what you're putting inside your body so you can heal from the inside out. Yeah, no, that's so that's so important, and I I love the part that you talked about though is. And this is the piece where I think you get someone like you get so much buy-in is because you're willing to not just tell them what to do, but tell them the why and educate them. And that's the piece that a young player really appreciates. And they, they do start to buy in when they're like, Oh, that's, that's actually a good point. I mean, I didn't think about that. I never thought about that. But um, so from your end in, let's say the last 72 hours and into the next 24 hours, Tell us what that looks like for you. Obviously, the things that go into it that we would see as you're taking guys through dynamic warm-ups on the court, but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes pieces for you to sort of stay on top of and be a part of. What is that like? Yeah, I mean, well, so from the meals, I'm down there early, just make sure everything's out and ready to go, make sure there's nothing missing. I'm looking at the BEO, the banquet order, making sure that what we have on there is out there, right? Sometimes things sneak out there, like, uh, for example, we might put pretzels out at night, right? And then they might put out cheese whiz, but cheese whiz wasn't on our order. <laughs> right. Hurry up and get that out of there. So I always got to, you know, I'm just down to make sure everything's ready to go for our guys, man, you know? Um, so in terms of meals, and then, man, I'll, I'll check hydration. So guys will pee in a cup. I have a, a you know, a, a urine specific, um, a USG, urine specific, uh, you know, stick. Yeah. I don't ever talk about it, so I forget the name. Refractometer. Yep. Being a cop, I have like the wow. issue. So I'll, I'll make sure guys are hydrating. So I'll get some values and just to, just to check in with them during the day, make sure we're drinking enough water. And, and how do you, specifically for the hydration piece, what do you use to then the education piece that you talked about when you have to say to a guy, hey, we got to up this? And is there sort of a, a daily thing you want guys hitting to sort of avoid getting too low and have to catch up? Or how do you talk to them about that? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I mean, so it really, it's, it's the day before a game, I think, is most important mm. because with hydration, we know that it's, that there's extracellular hydration, intracellular hydration. So, we want that we want that hydration to get deep within the tissue. Yeah. So I'm on them today and I'll just I'll just I'll test them once just to check in and make sure because some like right now guys are gonna sleep for a couple hours. So right. they're not gonna be cranking. So 
you know, I'll test them before dinner just to see what I was like, Hey, this is where you're at. Now you might be, I have colors. They might be in like a, a yellow or orange. And I'll say, Hey, we got to get a few more bottles in over the next couple hours, you know, and this, it just, it just kind of, I'm not doing it to bust their chops at the end of it. I'm just checking in with them. And so they can be conscious of where they're at and they can be more conscious about drinking going forward into snack, you know, film and snack. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. On the sleep side, obviously that can be challenging on the road. And particularly, as you mentioned earlier, the, the off camera, kind of the, the media circus that you came out of right before you and the guys got back to the room. So sleep's never going to be ideal. You know, maybe you get that first night effect in a new hotel where the, just kind of where the brain is, is kind of on alert and thinking, well, this is unfamiliar. Maybe it's dangerous. And so often that's why we get that kind of weird first night effect as it's known. But what are you able to do from a rest and sleep standpoint that might be beneficial for the guys i think one thing that we do that a lot of people don't think about so for yesterday we again we had media yesterday we had practice we were indoors like all day we had a uh, afternoon window of like three to four hours we let them rest up but i i wanted to get them outside you got to get some sun sun actually helps you sleep later in the day it helps regulate mm. your circadian rhythms right you got to get some sun penetrating your eyes and your skin so we got out we got some we took a nice walk in fresh air Right, helps calm the nervous system. And then we went, and I, I found this high-end quality cold press juice place. We went there, we got juices, got green juices, we got smoothies. So just did something to enjoy, right? Take their minds off things for a little bit and then came back and then it was like, we got to lock in and get back to dinner and film. So just that, getting outside and yeah. getting sun is huge for, for uh, sleep. People don't understand that, but it is. You got to get some sunlight every day. And that's one of the things too, that I've always admired about you and how you've looked at way beyond the one hour that they're in the weight room is the other 23 hours and how you can help them with that and guide them and educate them on stuff. And that just brings up and it brings me back into some of the road trips and the, the places where I've been in other positions and roles, whether it be the NBA D league or with the Lakers, that kind of thing is you don't realize, I mean, you had to go on a little scouting trip to figure out where that juice bar was. You had sure. to think about, okay, where are we going to go on this walk? Because you take a wrong turn, you take them down, you're walking this whole team of yeah. guys that are, you know, the Villanova men's hoops <laughs> team walking down the wrong side, street in the wrong direction. And you don't know well, where you're going. There's all these little things that are kind of automatic that I don't even think about. That's right. I, I had to coordinate all that. I had to get, I had to get with some security they yeah. helped us out as well. So they were with us. They were all around four corners of us just to help protect us. So all those little things, man. Yeah, there's a, it's a whole process, man. A just, whole process. Wow. Right. And and this isn't your first rodeo in the Final Four either. Tell us some of the things, this being sort of a, the, the another go-around for you here and having the uh, previous time go very well for you. What are some things that maybe you said, I'm going to double down on that because that worked re really well? Or were there things that you learned the first time around, hey, we're doing things a little different this time? Yes, we look, we look back at some of our schedules and how we did things. We try to just mimic that. Yeah, And uh, I think a lot of it, we look back at practice plans and time on our feet, how much load we're giving the guys for the practice. Look, our habits are ingrained now. There ain't nothing else we're going to add with our habits now. It's really yeah. just getting in, getting moving a little bit, get some shots, um, calibrate the shot. You know, obviously the depth perception is going to be a lot different in this huge arena. So it's really just that, I mean, just to get settled in. We don't. There's nothing else we're going to learn right now. We do a little bit of scout report, walk through. But it's, it's like, we, yeah, we, so we, we so it's not – we went through that. We just like, oh, we just needed a good hour. You know, we just kind of, this is what we did before too. We did an hour. Right, we didn't, we didn't do anything crazy before as well. We want We want our guys to have freshest legs possible, man. 
especially we're like a little short on the bench as well. So we got to exactly. be very smart. Yeah, TD, what did you find there with uh, with regard to the Lakers, you know, similar kind of learning experiences? And as John said, you know, now is not the time to be trying to ingrain new habits or bring in new patterns, but just kind of simplify maybe rather than complicate. Yeah, th- totally. And I, I think that with that, it was just a matter of my first tour around, I think of sort of my first tour around the league and understanding different cities, different hotels, what's available, know that we like like john said the important thing is when we're on the road regardless of where we're at we're going to these are the things we do these times of day that kind of thing but it's tricky when you start changing time zones and you start getting guys out of their rhythms and that kind of thing and to try to get as close as you can to what's normal at home and it, it's 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 always really tricky i'm curious john the if if there were are things from a lifting standpoint where you start to how do you adjust once the tournament starts and then certainly like the week of the final four what kinds of adjustments do you make and what do those sessions look like versus maybe a regular early season game type of week and that kind of thing yeah man so like this week i can tell you we got back on sunday mm-hmm. got back on sunday we got we were get a training session on wednesday Monday and Wednesdays when we trade. So Monday was more like, I'm thinking more about blood flow, circuit training, uh, total body, not a high CNS load because we just played two days before. Got it. So that was just to get adjusted, get, get going for the week. Then Wednesday was a lot more lower volume, maybe like more moderate intensity, shorter, vo- like lower volume in terms of reps. And yeah. um, uh, it's more like, again, I'm not getting them any stronger right now. It's all done. Right. So it's more like I would say to help with them mentally so they feel strong. Right. So we focus on a lot of like controlled eccentric, explosive on the concentric, just to get their nervous system fired. Nice. Right. And so they felt strong and they have confidence that they're going into final four feeling strong and they got two good sessions in. Right. So I'm not, not trying again, not same, same uh thing. I'm not trying to like ingrain anything new or the habits are there. We stick with the, some of the basic movements and just get a good solid session so they feel like they did something and they've been stimulated, you know? So that's, that's what it was all about. Keeping the habits. Exactly. Yeah, obviously it helps to have, you know, consistently great recruiting and talented players coming in. But what is it about the Villanova men's basketball culture that keeps this team primed every season and just leads to, you know, continued and long-lasting success in, in this pursuit of excellence? Yeah, I think what separates us, uh, and I just had to tell someone this on another interview, um, is our de- the attention to details. Coach Wright is a very detail-oriented coach, and I think everybody thinks they are detail-oriented, but Coach Wright is, is definitely is another level. And um, I think we do that great as a stand. All the, like, all the details matter from practice, how we start practice, in practice, training-wise, nutrition-wise. Right. All the little, even like the scheduling, every little thing matters. And that's, that's just how we do things. It's it's part of our culture. Yeah. From the, uh, I have to imagine, I, I I think back to reading the fab five, Chris Weber book. And I always loved reading the part where he talks about being with, I don't know if he was in the same, a lot of these guys are, they're in a, a room, a hotel room with another teammate. Right. Is that, is that how you guys do it typically? Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. They, they've got a teammate and, and they share a hotel room and 
you kind of, some guys probably have an easier time sleeping the night before a big game like this than others. And I remember Weber talking about, he couldn't sleep the whole night and, and that kind of thing. But what kinds of things from a sleep standpoint, are you helping them with? Okay, guys. Cause I think if I understood the itinerary for, for the rest of tonight, anyways, for you guys is you'll have a snack later on before bed, maybe some film or something like that. And then, and then a snack and then, Hopefully no cheese whiz put out there, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but then are you talking to them? Are you helping them get educated on, okay, once you get back to the rooms, there's some things that you could do to have a better night's sleep. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's been like kind of talked about all, all year long. Of right? course. Yeah. So, but, so by this time we're all, we have our, our habits down, but I think the biggest thing we do, which is again, different, but I think it really separates it we, we take our guys cell phones for the night they'll get them mm. when, they, when they come down for breakfast we give them back so wow. i think that's the biggest thing get rid of the cell phones so you're not, yeah. not staring at the cell phones all night right and then we do bed checks we just we, we come up you know like an hour once they go to their rooms after a snack then we we go around knocking on doors and we make sure that they got their water for the night everyone's need everything everything that the, i mean the trainer will give out anything that he needs to give out to the guys we just double check. We just check on them. And then it really, it's like lights out, go to bed. That's huge. So I that, think that's, taking the technology that's huge. is a big thing. And they end up, they, they don't bitch or whine about it. They just, they know it's important. Right. Right. Yeah. They're, they're there to do a job. Of course, when Weber was talking about that back in his final four days, they didn't have to worry about that. I don't even know if they had flip phones out at that point. You know, that, that's a yeah. different, it's a different ball game now that you got to sort of factor that in. But, um, but yeah. And, and the piece too, that's kind of cool about that is because they are bunked up with a teammate when the phone's not in their hand, they kind of are forced to, develop a relationship with that teammate and connect better with them. When the phone's sitting there in their hands, they could just be glued to it and not even, you know, speak to the guy in the, in the bed next to him. And uh, yeah, but uh, that's, that's, um, that's like you said, there's just these little details and differences that uh, a a team and a program like yours goes through and led by coach, right. But then you being one of the people that leads it and, and kind of is out there on the ground. Are there times when on a road trip or in a a situation like this in, in, in new Orleans where guys are hitting you at different times or on those bed checks where it's like, Oh, I, I need help with this, John, or can you give me an extra stretch or things like that? What kinds of things are, are coming your way from that standpoint? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's period. Usually by that time, they don't need a whole lot from me by that time. Right. But like we, I mean, but I, I can tell you if we're traveling during the year and we get in, say at night, a day before a game and guys get in there tight, well, we go through some like, you know, teeter team, kind of like in place dynamic stretch and mobility work. Or yeah. I may just call dudes like I teach them like how to go legs up the wall. Yeah. You know, with, with a pillow under their back, support their back. And I teach them legs up the wall to help flush out the legs. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's definitely some times that I do help out with that. But like tonight, I don't, I don't, it's usually just making sure the guys have water and everything they need just to, yeah, for the night. And then that, there's a thing I I tell the guys, don't, don't be chugging water at night just because you want to think, get hydrated. It's sip on water. You don't want to be peeing all going to the bathroom all night. Good point. You still got time in the morning, but as long as you've been drinking all day up until night, you're good. Yeah, what's a um, an element of this deep postseason run that an outsider might not understand because it's something that it doesn't show up in 
TV coverage, you know, um, or the hoopla around media day or that kind of thing, maybe from a mindset perspective, as you alluded to earlier, or something else that's kind of going on behind the scenes that the guys have to grapple with to, uh, to deal with the pressure and, and be their best self once they hit the court. Yeah, man. So there's a, there's a ton of distractions. Um, one of the things we talk about is this lock in mentally. Um, look, as a player, you might not ever get back here again. So you can, you always have an opportunity maybe to come down, maybe when you're not playing or later on down and you want to go to a final four and do all the festivities. But while you're here as a player, lock in and be all in, you know, I know for, I know that like other teams get involved in a lot of the stuff that's going on around here, but we, we, uh, we teach our guys, we're here for business, mm. you know, um, to the point where like, we're even like at the arena and we're like, don't, we, gotta, we, we teach our guys like, look, this ain't, this ain't like a joke. We're not here to have fun and like smile and giggle. We got to lock in to everything that we're doing. So it's a different, it's a different mindset here, man, at Villanova. And like, that's, that's, and we tell recruits that too. Like you want to be a part of what we do and we explain it to them. We don't like bullshit recruits. We just say, this is how we do things. You want to be a part of this or not? And like guys, you know, it's just, we got to be honest because we don't want guys coming in here and saying, it's, Hey, you didn't, you didn't tell me it was like this. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell listeners where they could follow what you're doing outside of all the amazing things you're doing with the squad. No, I appreciate that. I mean, social media wise, I'm at, I'm at Shaq fit, Shaq underscore fit. And that's where I'm most active. You know, I got yep. on there a couple of years ago. I was always kind of against social media, but, uh, had somebody help me out with it. And, uh, actually I'm glad I did it cause I made a lot of friends on there and, um, just connected with a lot of people. It's, it's great. So yeah, it's really Instagram Shaq fit Shaq underscore fit. I love it. Well, we'll, like I said, we'll be, uh, definitely check that out and check out what John's doing there. And, and then, uh, we'll be, we'll be rooting as you take care of business here. Going into support, the, uh, that's Appreciate it. Always. Thanks, Thanks John. Great, great stuff. Talking with you, man. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's show and we hope you did, Please give us a good review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to podcasts on. And so you never miss a weekly episode, be sure to subscribe and follow. You can find previous episodes on our show website. That's www.basketballstrongpodcast.com. For more basketball performance resources and nagging injury solutions, follow me on Instagram at TDAthletesEdge and follow Phil at Phil White Books. Until next week's episode, stay basketball strong. Basketball strong.